0: Right, notes. Creamy centres. Oh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Cool. Mm-hmm. Creamy centres. Creamy, they're so creamy, like ass, Like your sweet.
1: <laughs> right. Actually, I mean, I know what my creamy centre has been this week. Oh, Lord. Is it top of the Pops, by any Obviously. chance? Obviously.
0: You love Top of the Pops. You love Top of the Pops so much. Why don't you fucking move there?
1: You're still talking. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Come on then. Right. This is our Everest. Greetings, Culture Vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, the analogue TV podcast that's in speedos.
1: Yeah, we chose we chose this week to be in the same room. Yeah. And he's dressed down for the occasion. I mean, you say down, I would say left. This
0: week we have been watching Splash with David Wilkie. Yeah. But David Wilkie is a very successful swimmer, uh, if you're of a certain age, I'm a bit young for this. You will know him as being um, the 1976 yeah, Olympic I, yeah, champion. so am I. Well, yeah, 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 as, oh, as God, are you. Yeah,
1: a... yeah, yeah, Four years old. Yeah,
0: I'm willing to concede that you're... Maybe you...
1: three years and 11 months old during the 1976 Olympics. I, I wouldn't have been able to remember that. But he's the only man who has ever held,
0: simultaneously... British, American, European, World, Commonwealth and Olympic titles simultaneously. Spectacular. Which is
1: pretty good at swimming. I'm not denying his abilities as a swimmer.
0: Yeah. What no. about his abilities as a television presenter?
1: Actually, he's all right. He's
0: okay for what, for what this is. Because what this programme is, this is an early Channel 4 programme and it's one of the glut of instructional programmes that were on
1: TV at the time. Well, yeah. I mean, this used to be a thing. Um, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was thinking, "Oh, yeah, I should, I should read up on that." And then I promptly didn't. Good work. Um, but I think it was community programming was really what it was called, and it covered a pretty wide gamut, you know. Yeah. And it went from kind of paint along with Nancy Kaminsky. Cool. I wouldn't. I tell you this. I would yeah. watch an episode of that right now. Yeah, I've looked on YouTube and there there wasn't any the last time I looked. Damn it! Right the way through to kind of like you know in, in instructional programs. Obviously, open a lot of Open University on TV in the seventies, and um, and then you got stuff like this, uh, and you don't get this sort of program anymore. Community programming on the main channels has basically, I think, more or less ceased to exist. I mean, you know, I'm. There's an element of guesswork going on in my part because I never watch linear TV anymore. I, You know, I just don't. Yeah. In fact, uh, when the England match was on uh, the other week and they were playing Poland, I actually, a couple of days beforehand, I ordered a TV aerial. Uh, oh, or, really? uh, well, not a TV aerial, sorry. A TV aerial lead. Okay. Yeah, I was like, you know, it's only like five uh, and... It's probably better to be able to pick up live TV on if you possibly can, Plugged it all in, didn't work. Oh. so um I ended up going around the houses and getting a like an app, which is legit. Oh, around the houses,
0: thing. I thought I thought you'd just been
1: going around your neighbour's houses with with a ladder yeah Unscrewed <laughs> a television area and attach <laughs> it to our roof. Yeah See, now I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, eventually, I found an app which which works. Uh, which is legit. It means that I can get your kind of basic free view channels uh, either by casting from my phone. What a world. Yeah, but uh, to the best of my knowledge, this type of programming doesn't really exist anymore. And of course, there's not really a market for it. Because if you're going to look up how to have swimming lessons these days, you're not going to tune into channel four. No. You're going to... Go to YouTube. Yeah, it's a very selective interest. Yeah. Thing. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I think that this, is, this video's got about six thousand views. Yeah. Incidentally,
1: I reckon that four thousand of them have tuned in to see David Wilkie. Wet and oiled up. Yeah, oh yeah. Pushing through the water like a glistening eel. Well,
0: he was all about streamlining and aerodynamics. Yeah. Not so much. You pointed out that he was going to shave his armpits. Well, or his porn star moustache. Yeah. Well,
1: the the drag on that moustache. I reckon mm. he could have had a you know a second off a world record.
0: I mean, people suggested that about Nigel Mansell, and he was wearing a crash helmet. Yeah. So God God alone knows how David Wilkie thought he was going to get it. Yeah, and under his
1: arms was like the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, yeah. So... uh, (laughs) There was a toucan in there. Yeah. He did pioneer the swimming cap.
0: He did, yeah, he was all about them incremental gains, I believe. Yeah, and
1: and he now, according to a a, a Daily Mail interview with him, he now blames chlorine in the for, water for his hair loss for his hair loss which it was starting to show well that's the thing is that as you you very astutely pointed out when we watched this he's got a bald man's haircut or a balding man's haircut yeah uh, it's a very very pronounced fringe and when there's a very pronounced fringe i have got one now he's Why got a angry? very he's
0: got a very distinct center parting which yeah. can be hidden with a shaped
1: fringe, essentially. Yeah, when and you, a different part. Yeah, when you get a uh, side parting, it's not usually a good sign. Yeah, and, and and actually, from from that happening to me, oh lord, I can now see how easy it is, or how easy it would be to slip into a comb over. Okay, you know, well, I have a I have a newfound not appreciation He's of about those, to say Bobby Charlton. I'm not saying, no. <laughs> I I'm not saying that I approve of them. But I am saying that I have a better understanding of how you go from A to B now because I think a lot of people will look like oh don't they see how ridiculous they look? And I think the genuine answer to that in a lot of cases is no, because it doesn't happen in one hit. It happens with a slow migration of the yeah. party yeah. from kind of like you know no, okay. level with the centre of your eye. What I would say down is down and down and down.
0: That a comb over should never be considered B, where you know A and B. Comb over is really C. At the, at the earliest, there is definitely a B at the point at which
1: you go, "Oh, this is ridiculous! For God's sake, I'm yeah. bald." Yeah, I mean, what you have to do is just suck it up and shave the lot off. That's what everybody does these days. Gregor Fisher in the Hamlet advert did for the comb-over, I think. Well, yeah, and, you know, there's a very limited shelf life in that. As the media gets more saturated, people start taking the piss out of fashions in a way that they probably didn't 10 years earlier, 20 years earlier. I
0: think the Great English Reserve meant that it was too rude to just go... Your hair
1: looks ridiculous.
0: Sort uh, it out.
1: Well, obviously. yeah, but yeah, but the, you know, but the only people who were doing that were retired colonels in their armchairs. There were definitely people doing that, but those people were in a minority. It's like the reverse of where we are today. You know, nowadays there's too many old people, not enough young people. Well, back then there were too many young people, not enough. Old people. Yeah. Um, So nobody listened to them. But I'm inclined to think that maybe it was on some.
0: I think one of the reasons that this type of programming didn't necessarily take hold is that it's not beginner's programming. It's very much intermediary programming. It's It presupposes a level of knowledge from the audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wondered whether it might be like... In this
0: case, for example, you've got to know how to swim.
1: I mean, this is what episode three... And you also watched episode two, which was about Front Cruel. Which is one of the reasons that we've ended
0: up in the same room. Yeah. Because we accidentally watched the wrong episodes we, we watched, each.
1: We, yeah, there's two episodes on YouTube that are very quick search. Find. In
0: my defence... No, no, I haven't really got a yeah.
1: but, um, <laughs> you know, it's. But I presume that the first lesson, the first 25 minutes, dealt with... The very very basics. I hope so. Because for my, you know, for my recollection, because I had, we had swimming classes when I was at school. We used to go to Hatfield Swimming Pool on Friday afternoons. lining And um, I hope you had it all booked out. Yeah, well, yeah. There was like a, like there was like a twenty-five meter pool like they've got in this. That's the the
0: pool that they're using. Here, I believe is the Barnet Copthall. Yeah, Barnet.
1: Barnet-Coptal, which is now part of the site of Barnet Football Club. Yeah. Uh, it's not actually in Barnet. It's always described as oh, being Lord. in Barnet. But I think it's in... Well, Barnet's ground is, strictly speaking, in Edgware. Okay. London Borough of... Uh, it's very complicated. It is, and it doesn't really matter. It's an anymore.
0: extremely arcane point that mm. only somebody from North London yeah. would detain It's themselves. an
1: exceptionally ugly ground, Barnet's new ground. It's completely grey. Hmm. It's a bit like my anus yes. yes
2: well we've just seen how efficient a frog is in swimming the breaststroke and this is what we're talking about now is efficiency of stroke and what I mean by that is trying to get as much distance as possible per stroke I've got a group of children behind me now we're going to have a little experiment with two of them so I want two volunteers to swim two lengths breaststroke okay you'll do and let's have a girl okay you'll do over there come over here what's your name? Paul oh, Paul. And your name? Claudia. Claudia. Okay, Paul and Claudia, what I want you to do, swim 2 lens breaststroke, swimming as far as you can per stroke. And we're going to count, the rest of us here, we're going to count how many strokes it takes you to do the two-lengths. You ready? How many strokes do you think you're going to take? Uh, Have ten.
0: Have
2: guess. Ten. Claudia?
0: About five. Ten.
2: About the same. Okay, let's see how many you do. Okay, get to the edge of the pool. Remember, we're going to count how many strokes they do, the rest of you. Take your marks, go.
0: The beginning of this programme, David has, like, in fact, the other episode, which I've also watched, it begins with David surfacing from mm-hmm. the pool and then presenting with his head bobbing out of the water. And he bemoans the fact that he can't swim as well as a frog, Yeah, which is only the sort of thing that a professional athlete would, would seriously have thought about. yeah goes to the side of the pool, gets out and is handed a microphone by a kid. One of the kids who have
1: assembled at the side of the pool for some instruction. Given the number of musicians in the 1970s who were killed by touching live microphones, Keith Relf out the Yardbirds died by that. I can only assume
0: that technology had improved.
1: What, to the extent to which it was safe to give an electrical device that's plugged in with a cable? Yeah. To somebody who is already soaking wet and standing next to a swimming pool? he
0: had a microphone actually in the other episode. I wanted to mention just how unsettling I find it to see a man who's obviously presenting a television programme with a microphone who is only wearing blue Speedos. Yeah.
1: Well, in episode four, he shows you how to make toast underwater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, episode, perfectly safe, Episode five,
1: the pool is a little bit cold, so he, he throws
0: an electric radiator in. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, as we'll come back to... In not too long, actually. Yes. Different standards of health and safety in those days.
0: Different standards of health and safety. And I think another point that we'll we'll probably end up coming back to is there is a definite, admittedly very Protestant pornography
1: theme here. It's a pornographic theme if you were really, really repressed. No, I don't even necessarily think that. I think that by the standards of 1982... Softcore, this is. Yeah, you know, glistening David Wilkie, getting out of a swimming pool, soaking wet, wearing a pair of tiny blue Speedos, Mm. is probably classified as adult entertainment. And that's before we move on to the subject of his special fucking guest. 19, 20, 21,
2: 22... 23, 24. Out you go. Well, that was 24 strokes uh, approximately each. So it's a little bit more than you imagined. I'll I'm go have a, a shot now, okay? And how many strokes do you think I'm going to be able to do? Have a guess. Ten. Ten, ten of five. Okay, between five and ten. Hold the microphone. You lot count how many I do. I'm... how many was that Five. that was five strokes okay it's not
0: too bad before we get to the special guests we had the instructional bit with the kids and i felt that this was just an excuse for david wilkie to show off how
1: much better at swimming he was i love this bit i love it so much because it's so perfect i love the fact that first of all he goes he effectively says to these kids right how many strokes do you think it will take you to do this? 25 metres there and back. Go on, how many? How many do you think? And they, they give them a number just off the top of their heads because obviously they haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah, I mean, actually, um, I, I,
0: I, they're, they're reasonably accurate. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so they jump in and off they go. Off they pop, two um, of them, Paul and Claudia. Yeah, yeah. They, with they, With, helpfully,
0: everyone else they know counting.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they do their they do their two lengths and they get back and she's done it in like what uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four and he's done it in three hundred and seventy <laughs> he walks the last ten yeah, yeah. yards. So alright, uh, okay, fair enough. They they get out, and then David Wilkie just gets in five strokes. Five
0: <laughs> strokes. The fir- he does the first two and then that's that's one That's length. one length. What a you do- he he. We've already David, we've already
1: alluded to his pedigree. Yeah, he that, doesn't need yeah, to do this. Is that David? You're three feet taller than that boy. Yeah, you're a grown man. The girl was a
0: foot taller than you're him. You're a grown man. You're a professional athlete. Yeah. You were the Olympic gold medalist in this discipline. He's like six a- years prior.
1: He's like a dad in a back garden building yeah, yeah, it yeah. past a seven-year-old at a family barbecue, <laughs> and then so, turning around and celebrating, yeah.
0: wheeling away. <laughs>
1: well, no, no, no. I don't know no about that. I think he. Oh, you've got to once no. you've done that, you've got to wheel no, away. No, no, no. I think he tries <laughs> to play it cool when he's done it. I think he's. I, I, I think he gives it. Maybe he pulls his shirt collar oh, up, stuff. Oh off. my god, gives it some teriyaki. Yeah. Roll. So there's that bit first, which is magnificent. Yeah. And then, he lines all of them up. There's like 27 kids or something.
0: It's yeah. A, a,
1: he lines them all up. It's a real, and then they jump. They all jump in to do the breaststroke. Yeah. And the t- it is a miracle that nobody got kicked in the face and their nose. Well, they broken. may have done. They just didn't yeah. show it. It's one of them just swimming up with a
0: line of blood trailing there, behind them. There is a lot of underwater yeah. camera work in this show. No. It's very lovingly done. Yeah, and, so and, there's
1: fucking cameraman in there as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, I wrote his name down because the underwater camera work is just so prevalent. It's Slim McDonald. is the underwater Oh, I, oh Slim McDonald. Slim McDonald sounds like a man who's got some stories to tell. Yeah, one or two. One, one or, or, two, or two, two of them might relate to the, what happens next in this programme.
1: Definitely wears a signet ring. The special guest. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Mary
0: Staven, the Swedish Miss World, 1977. She... Is a keen swimmer, yeah. Although obviously not a professional, she's uh just moved into acting and will mm-hmm. go on to be a Bond girl, yeah, in the next two Bond films. So I don't know what her credentials are as guest in this programme. Well, I think
1: I, I think I do. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. look, I don't want to sound like I'm. Um, but... We're not
0: going to be trying to be unreconstructed. No, but...
1: but <laughs> I did. But the first time I watched it. When she came up on the screen, I thought to myself, so of all the swimming experts in the world, <laughs> this is the one you chose then, is it, Dave? Oh, you feel fresh after a good swim. That's good. <laughs> you must have a very busy
2: schedule right now. How do you find time to swim?
0: Uh, I try to go once a
2: week, you know, make a social occasion out of it, bring a few friends along and, you know, you few girls, and you have, have a laugh, really. <laughs> Why don't we try a little bit of swimming now? As you said, your best stroke is breaststroke. Why don't you try two lengths of breaststroke? When you finish that, I'll try and pick out some points that you might be doing wrong. Hopefully there's not going to be too many. All of them. I'm sure there won't. <laughs> so if you do two lengths, and uh,
1: we'll have a look at that. OK. And it's not that she is knowledgeable. She talks quite... She talks... Oh, she's clearly very yeah, enthusiastic talks, about swimming. She talks enthusiastically and knowledgeably about it. But it is very difficult to shake that first impression. But, she, but you mean... hang on a minute. How come this wasn't like some other swimmer, you know, yeah. other professional swimmer, or, or whatever. Well, or of course, they do
0: have another Olympic breaststroke champion. Oh, yeah. He doesn't become Olympic breaststroke champion for another six years. Mm. But Adrian Morehouse is shoehorned into the end of this programme.
2: Adrian, I've seen you swim many times. We've never actually had a chance to swim together. So why don't we do a couple of Woods of
0: breaststroke? It's the most oddly pornographic moment I think I've ever experienced
1: well I mean the only thing I can think is that this is a year after had revisited <laughs> and that sort of homoerotic but platonic friendship the, that's was the sort all of thing, the rage at the time that's the sort of platonic
0: friendship that you can only get yeah through swimming
1: it's uh, and, and gay uh, sex yeah well yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not in the swimming pool. Not in the swimming pool. In the swimming Doing the toilets. You've got a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of startling. Yeah, that this well, mod and it's obvious because I'm you know as as ever I'm only half paying attention <laughs> and um, I didn't catch her name or what she was doing or anything like that and I was just like oh hello hello and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, cool.
0: cop an eye full of them. Yeah. But, uh, but she was obviously clearly a model. <laughs> was there steam coming out of your collar? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Slap on the back of your neck. But, but, um, I actually I, picked I just,
0: you being more like the um, wolf in a Tex Avery cartoon.
1: Middle-aged men don't get hot under the collar over that sort of thing anymore. No. You know.
0: No, but, no, um, no. Nowadays, we're a much more uh, it, woke bunch. Oh, I was
1: going to say it's a hardcore pornography But what I would life. say, what I would say, yeah, yeah, well, obviously,
0: Red Tube has uh, as, as, <coughs> as, as made the world a less innocent place. But she admits that she tries to go swimming once a week. Now, I would vouch that somebody who's a more qualified guest on this brand I, would I, go swimming
1: a lot more than that. I used to go once a week when I had my swimming lessons at school. Well, there you go. So, so you know they should have had me on as a guest. In fact, I was ten at the time. This would have been, in fact, no, November nineteen eighty two. Yeah, would have been the time when I would have been having swimming lessons on a Friday afternoon yeah. at Hatfield Swimming Pool. Well, a if swim. they'd come there, I would have worn that bikini.
0: Well, you didn't
1: um, the the, <laughs> the swimming costume thing she's wearing. Yeah, but the other th- the other point that we were speculating
0: about. Is the frisson of sexual energy between David and Mary Stavin?
1: Yes. And once it's one of those things. Once once seen cannot be unseen. Um, There is one bit where he is standing talking, and she is kind of stand. There's there's another couple of people there as well, and she's standing like kind of two people over from him, and she's watching him while he talks, and. The look on her face is well. In fact, you know, her face isn't strictly speaking directed towards his face. I'll say that much. Yeah, there's just this this hint of something in the air about it. Yeah, I think it was. At it's most
0: pronounced the next sequence. They go off and they uh, after they have a little underwater swim. That's soundtracked to some soft,
1: yes, uh, mellow yeah, jazz. Yeah.
0: Um nice, nice to always always good to hear Kenny G. With lots of loving underwater camera work and slow motion and yeah. oddly troubling scenes
1: for a for um, a, young, you know, a young boy. It's not troubling, it's a perfectly natural act. It is, it is. Well I mean if you know, if they wanted to make it troubling, I've got some
0: ideas for them. But they go they go in and meet up with Craig and Annette who are the other volunteers that they've got, because this is the technical portion of the programme. This is where Dave, I'm calling him Dave, (laughs) after all the things we've said, this is where Mr Wilkie demonstrates the techniques required to do good breaststroke, Mm -hmm. but out of the pool. So he's got his benches, he's got his equipment. Yeah,
1: this is practice time for people who don't own their own swimming pool. Yeah. Or who can't get to the municipal pool five days a week.
0: Now I immediately pictured a teenage boy watching this and quite innocently trying it out on the sofa, getting a boner and then not being able to get up to the consternation of their mother, who's thinking about calling an ambulance. Yeah, but he should know that. Yeah, that's the thing. If it gets to the point that she's called the ambulance, you've got to fess up. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's, yeah. bo- that's boner, that's pre-pandemic boner Bonar- etiquette. Post-pandemic, I think it, it could—it should all probably be a criminal right. offence.
1: All bets are calling right.
0: an ambulance out when actually somebody just needed to fess up. They cracked a fat. Is yeah. Oh, all outrageous. Right. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all I'm right. right. Thinking about that, a lot right? Kier Starmer. Been thinking about that a lot this week, haven't we?
0: Well, <laughs> it's just the point about this <laughs> is that when he's demonstrating these these things using his, his benches and his. Whatever he's got—tables, sofa cushions, uh, sex dolls—Mary Stavin is stood there watching him. La- her eyes are oh, lasers, absolutely onto him.
1: lasered into him. Her
0: hands are on are on her hips, with all the fingers pointing towards her womb. Yes, in a in a, sort in of a perfect kind of... sort of circular impregnate me. Yeah, it's, it's the most it's, weird, it's, basic it's, yeah. Freudian psychological nightmare. And he's there, basically going,
1: "Now, now, just imagine me lowering myself onto you and doing this motion." And she's like, "Yeah, I'll be like he that. does have a very peculiar voice." Because well, he's he's Scottish and you, you He's you the can't... most
0: English sounding Scotsman. Well no, he isn't time. there's lots more English sounding. I think Jim Clark was more English sounding.
1: Yeah, but I mean that was, was that was in the age of received pronunciation, received well, pronunciation. Right I mean, was I'll tell way you Anthony
0: Reid is a Scotsman who they didn't have a Scottish accent at all, but he was a touring car driver, so you won't know what he sounds like. But that he... doesn't bloody win the argument. No, does. I know yeah, well no, I'm just what I'm saying is there is a Scottish <laughs> tang to his voice, but he he grew up in Sri Lanka, where his parents were stationed at the time. Hmm. Because that's what happened in the 1950s when he was born. People got stationed places. Yeah, he sounds like a posho. Oh, he's definitely a posho. I mean, he refers to it as Ceylon in uh, the other episode. Nice. Which is pretty fresh. (laughs) And he is as brown as a nut. Yeah. So he's obviously maintained the sort of sun tanning regimen Mm. that he had come to expect. Is
1: that good for his swimming? Well, I don't know. I mean, if he's, if he's just peeling. Well, no, because, I mean, look. Well, I'll put it this way, right? Tanning doesn't improve the quality of your skin. No. Does it? Do you I'm know what su- does?
0: What? Sex.
1: Yeah, well... With ladies
0: in swimming yeah. pool toilets.
1: <laughs> So he struck a balance. It's all about balance, isn't it? Yeah. Oh the, the thing is that we we were we were talking about the, the the fact that the only question to ask yeah with regard to the sexual relationship between these two yeah is is this before they did it or is it after they did it?
0: The time honored Yates Hutchins conundrum. Yeah,
1: I mean I reckon it's before. So Yeah,
0: before, but we didn't we we couldn't see it becoming a lasting thing.
1: Well, you know, Coda to so this particular section of the oh, okay. of the
0: podcast. We well, have late late information.
1: Um, David Wilkie ended up marrying his wife Helen Isaacson Wilkie. Okay. And she is Swedish. Oh, so what you're saying is that he was trying to
0: replace the
1: Well, I'm um, not saying I'm not saying that he that he was, but it's Quite likely that that was a coincidence. I don't know. I mean, how many Swedish women have you met in your life? I'm going to say maybe two. I think two as well. I went on a date with one once.
0: Well, you're doing better than me in that regard. I've never been on a date with any Swedish women.
1: Yeah, I took her to see... um, We went to see Rufus Thomas, the 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 walk-in-the-dog soul dude. She walking the dog. Guess a dog. Oh he was like 80 years old and uh, he was playing in, uh, in, in London, I think it was the electric ballroom. We went to see him and he's like this eight year old dude wearing a red cape and red shorts and platform boots strutting around the stage doing Walking the Dog. And the thing is that I I I'd seen him do this. He did it at the Atlantic fortieth anniversary gig in nineteen eighty seven. I think. It was. I like to
0: think he was just continually doing it. They just yeah. shunted him into different places.
1: Yeah, and I was briefly a fan. You know. Oh, okay. And um and so the opportunity coming up to see him play live, I was like, "Do you fancy going and seeing this crazy looking guy tonight?" And she was like, "Sure." And, and uh, yeah. But it's pretty thin as a
0: psychological theory, isn't it? That, that he married yeah. a Swedish oh, woman yeah, yeah, because yeah. of Mary's
1: pre- pre- And it's unfair. And it could be a coincidence. You know. So I believe they run a pet food company now. It's yeah, called they... Pet's Kitchen. Right. He ran a company before and cashed it in for a very lot of money. Yeah, and then he's invested that money mm. in pet food. Made even very more money. Well, I'm sure. I mean,
0: I'll tell you, there's one thing that pets love... That's food.
1: That is true, yeah.
0: As we then said, after after this, the technical segment, Adrian Morehouse pops up. Adrian yeah. Morehouse won the 100 metres breaststroke Olympic gold medal. Also posho. 1988. Yeah. Um, and as, as we said before, he's a bit shoehorned in, really. And the other thing is, you've got a swimmer there who's obviously a promising youngster. Uh, he's only 20 years old, but... You're, you're going to know the name of someone who wins the Olympics yeah. in six years if you yeah. are within the system. Mm-hmm. And then he says to him, why don't we have some do some widths? Yeah. Not lengths. Yeah. Let's do some widths. It seems like that they've wasted an opportunity piddling about doing widths.
1: Didn't offer him a race, did he?
0: Yeah, and when you consider that this pool is of sufficient dimensions that David Wilkie can do a length of it in two strokes. Yeah. What's a width going to do for either of their training?
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is that both times I watched it, my interest was starting to flag by this pool.
0: Well, a lot of it is just artsy underwater stuff. Yeah. The f- and then- I,
1: it's, it's so weird that it really does grab your attention for a while. But... By the time I mean this is what getting on for twenty minutes into it now isn't it, and I'm mm. just and I'm by this point, I'm just starting to yeah lose the will to live a bit, you know, I'm calling dog shit on it, yeah, yeah. dog I'm, shit yeah the, I'll tell you what the problem with it is right? yes, the problem is that it's twenty five minutes, and there's no fun no no it's 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 either stilted, yeah. Or it's. I was thinking, compare this to the end of "We Are the Champions." Well, with old Bossy's face, everybody in the pool, and they all jump in and do develop, it. You know, and, "We Are uh, the Champions" is on the list. Good, because I will enjoy it. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. Yeah, I know. I know. I will. <laughs> yeah, if, I will. Yeah. I will as well. That's exactly the sort of thing that I would watch voluntarily on YouTube. Yeah, but it's um.
0: It's joyless. It's, it's yeah, it's joyless it's, and boring. Yeah,
1: it's joyless. It's boring. It's got this weirdly, I don't know, kind of puritanical feel to it. But at the same time, it it's got these whole sections in it which border on erotica. That's what it is. It's soft core pornography. If you were a puritan. Yeah. Is yeah. I mean, we argued about this earlier. And, yeah. uh, and and I said, well, and, I, I, yeah. and I said, I don't actually even necessarily think it is. I think that by the standards of 1982, that's adult entertainment.
0: Yeah. And then I said, yeah. and then said, I disagree. And then you punch me in the balls so hard. Yeah. And I shit myself. Yeah.
1: Incredible scenes. Yeah. Anyway, all that will be coming on our new YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brown
0: tube. Cream centres creamy creamy creamy
1: centers what have you got it's been a top of the pops kind of week in fact i say that it's been more like a top of the pops 24 hours i as people who regularly listen to this podcast will be aware i have become so, but something of a top of the pops episode collector in digital form, just picking them up wherever i can Hmm. and I got to about 750 episodes hmm. and yesterday late afternoon I chanced I was looking something up and it took me to this forum and I chanced upon The Load, <laughs> which was so far as I could see uh, every episode ever from 1964 to 2006 which is like currently in circulation and So I topped it up, and I am now—I now have on a hard drive 1,191 episodes of top of the box. And uh, so I need to figure out what I'm going to do with that because I've got to do something with that, haven't I? So I think um, I might start with the very first one and just work through one after the other. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I I think
0: being sequential is important.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking of thinking of doing that. Because you've
0: got to bear in mind that I have seen a lot but of... But if it were me, if it were me, what would happen is I would do it sequentially, then get bored after about five, yeah. and then just find the episodes with Banana Armour in.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah. Or that's the, the Reynolds Girls. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, how sick of it am I going to be? But then I never get sick of it, because it's always different bands. That's the thing. There's always something mm. in every episode. The thing is, we
0: I think our our wants and needs from television programs are going to change as a result of doing this mm. because we watch some shit, fucking vile, and it's awful. I'm Still angry so, about Russ Abbott. If you watch, <laughs> if you watch an ep- old episode of Top of the Box, there's always something in it. Always, yeah. Be it, a, it, it might be a really good song. It might be an interesting performance. Yeah. It might be a pure curio. Could be a paedophile DJ. It could be a paedophile DJ. It'll you showed a, me... it be a paedophile You DJ. showed me an episode from 1970 which featured an audience dancing competition to the Jacksons Jackson 5's epic, I Want You Back. Yeah. The prize for which <laughs> was awarded by a startled and recently arrived in London...
1: Arsenal footballer Peter Marinello. He looks absolutely terrified and it's brilliant. It's horrific. They he's they they pick out this winner from this competition. And there's him and this girl Ugh. who is obviously not a professional dancer and is obviously not probably has never had a, a film camera shoved in her face like this before and they both look terrified. <laughs> oh oh it's magnificent, so yeah. yeah so uh so I've got to start plowing my way through those, and uh it's it's a very very strange feeling because the thing is that I have still got episodes to get. most of the series from the 1990s I only have a probably substantially less than half, so there are still a lot to go, and BBC four will continue showing them. I will continue to to to, to nab them when I get them. You can download them through iPlayer, like like the current ones, the ones that are currently. Yes, yeah, obviously. So, um, it is a uh, a mammoth challenge, but it's very strange to have it suddenly jump up the number of uh, that I've got by (laughs) more than fifty percent. Yeah, and. That I don't have to go searching anywhere. Do you know what anywhere. you should
0: get is um digital scoreboard for your living room wall, which is just the number of top of the pops episodes you currently own.
1: I don't know about a digital scoreboard. Maybe I should have like one of those cricket scoreboards where, got, oh, yeah, where you be good. Yeah, hang yeah. the letters hang the numbers on it. That'll be good. Like
0: that. Until one of your kids wangs a teddy oh, bear out sure, and it yeah. falls off and yeah. breaks, breaks <laughs> yeah.
1: smashes over their head
0: so have uh, you watched anything else creamy that uh, isn't top of the pops well I
1: watched the movie that features in our next ah oh, yes uh, our next Patreon only podcast yeah what's good for the goose what's good for the goose whack um, whack it's get my feelings on that if you can't already guess what they are yeah five pound a month Will get you Ian's feelings. Yeah, once a week. Once a week, straight from my mouth to your ears. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking now not at a lot.
0: you scrolling
1: through your history. The thing is that the kids have got into my YouTube account. I didn't oh, realise. So my history is now intersected with all sorts of stuff. Oh, is that what
0: what Paw Patrol looks like?
1: No, this isn't Paw Patrol. This is some fucking horrible thing. Is that an advert? That's a bloody advert. Adverts, you see? I have a plug-in. Hmm. Let me turn this... ice cream, let's start! We'll make some strawberry ice cream first. Condensed milk... And strawberries. This video is called Rainbow Ice Cream Cash Song, in. so presumably Cash there's a song. The yeah. So that's, that's what my life is like. That's the fucking soundtrack to my life, when I'm not like, you know... Jesus. Is it any wonder I'm so prompt about getting my children to bed?
0: I can honestly feel my IQ diminishing... With
1: every second that goes by of that, there is a mindless drivel. There is a magnificent one on the dangers of uninvited people looking at your genitals while you're peeing. (laughs)
0: Oh my Uh, god! That sounds like a public information. It
1: is. It is. It's. It's an astonishing thing um and there's another one which is like the same thing for asking to see your underwear.
0: I've said it before and I'll say
1: it again. YouTube
0: it needs to be shut down.
1: <laughs> it's it's fucking horrifying.
0: Right. Well, my creamy centers this week are far more wholesome. Yeah. I watched two documentaries about Bananarama. For fuck's sake. Uh, one of them was Young Guns Go For It, which is an excellent documentary strand that the BBC ran about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stuff about all kinds of really, really, really cool 80s bands. Dexies, Midnight Runners, Madness, Banana Rama, etc., etc. Okay. Human League. Mm-hmm. They're not all on YouTube, which is a crying shame. Especially the Dexy's Midnight Runners one. Come on, team! And the other one I watched was a 1988 documentary called "The Rock of Europe." I think it was an ITV thing. It's called Banana Armour threes Company. It was and it was <laughs> a documentary which was more current, which featured the, the the reasons why Siobhan had left and why you know now, now their plans to start touring with new Banana, right? Okay. Jackie, yeah, yeah, on board, right. That's a thankless task, isn't it? Replacing one of they're not. You see, nowadays, people just grow up with the sugar babes. Yeah. So they're just... They're, it's you, just you, a you constant know constant rotating... Yeah. yeah people, in, people in boy bands and girl
1: bands are like light bulbs I mean, it's now. very clever what they've done with the sugar babes. What they've essentially done, though, is they've created a franchise. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. But it's a franchise
0: that they're in complete control. Back in the 1980s... You know, that was there was a news
1: flash to well not quite, but <laughs> if a band member left and was replaced by another one, then that was a story in we itself. We were appalled. Yeah.
0: Particularly Banana who famously are a band known for their harmony singing.
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, <laughs> you know I'm not having any I'm, I'm not primarily
0: having any... known for their not really singing in I am not gonna sit here. And they you know, they're the
1: most successful girl group. Uh, th- you know I love Bananarama. Well, everyone a. loves Bananarama. B, I don't give a fuck about the fact that they don't sing in June. But to deny that they don't sing in June is a big Oh, no, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're, you know, they're, they're, doing, they're doing their thing. They're, yeah. pu- they're punk, essentially. They're, they're punk right, I've said it before, I've said it again. Bananarama, more punk than the Sex Pistols. Don't at me. Who's your favourite one out, Bananarama? Um, Tell me. Siobhan.
0: Yeah, I knew you would be a chival. I think we all know who my favourite out of banana armour is. I've pro- probably mentioned it many times before on this podcast. Karen Woodward, obviously. Okay, Yeah. What a pop star. She is the dream pop star because she actually looks like she's enjoying it. Uh-huh. And, you know, okay, she's phoning in some of the performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, she almost trips over at the beginning of... <laughs> the video for Venus. Yeah. The final 38
1: takes we did, and this was the best one. Now I reckon... See, I do think that to an extent that was like, by that point, they were cultivating it, weren't oh, they? Oh, well, you know, good. It's, uh, because she... And, I that's, mean, and that's fine. You yeah, know, if the marketing... They are If great. Yeah, if the marketing is, these people are like you, and look, they're pop stars. And they're having a brilliant time. Yeah, and they're having a brilliant time. I don't... I I don't see anything to object to about that. Much yeah, yeah. more than be authentic, be be like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, see how far it got yeah. in. Yeah, you know, see how happy that makes you. You know, I'd much rather that all pop stars were like Banana Rama. Obviously, especially if they look like Banana. <laughs> <Aren't> they're great.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, also I wanted to do shout outs for two channels, YouTube channels this week. What? For the first one is the Farrier. That's a channel I've been enjoying recently. Right. That is, as you may appreciate, it's basically a man with a head cam on who's a farrier. Right. So he cleans and prunes, trims horses, hooves, and then shoes the horses. Okay, well that's... um... What I've learnt is horses really don't have any feeling whatsoever in their hooves. Right. That The stuff that hooves are made of, when it is sort of fresh looks a bit like coconut. So it's put me off coconut a bit. Right. Dogs eat the bits that you snip off. Right. And the bit in the middle of the hoof, the fleshy uh, protuberance... Is, the creamy centre. The, the creamy centre is called the frog. Okay. My only complaint about the Farrier is he needs to do more voiceovers about what, exactly what he's doing, because the whole world of horses, horse shoeing and horse hooves is a fascinating one. And needs to be explored. Yes. And the other one is Badlands Chugs, a four hundred pound professional eater, competitive eater, and hip hop star, uh-huh. who chugs beverages as fast as he's able to do
1: so. This is your. This is. It's what I watch. This is. This is what you do.
0: He's a. He's incredibly avuncular, charming, and friendly man, and I think that he's a good example for the youth up until the point that he. <laughs> Chugs a two-litre bottle of ties in ten seconds. <laughs> well, I mean you shouldn't do that really. He is a professional. I mean he literally is a professional. He chews apparently he chews 20 sticks of gum at a time to increase the mass of his the, the muscles in his jaw. He calls them his chugging muscles. Yeah, I see I knew you wouldn't approve, but you you know Look it's... Horses hooves being trimmed and chug. I wouldn't watch somebody cutting their toenails. You you do you. I can't I haven't got the energy to argue. Right. Next week that's a good time to bring this subject up in each case. Oh yes. Next week It's your choice. It's my choice and I've already confessed to you that I was gonna choose an episode of Blind Date. Yeah. But ultimately, I realised that I would find it more horrible than you. So what's the point of doing that?
1: I would quite happily watch an episode of Blind Date. Uh, As I I said earlier, in the course of finding programmes to put on our spreadsheet of doom uh, for this podcast, um, I did actually quite voluntarily watch a whole episode of Blind Date. And I think it was from the first series, 1986. God. I don't know, I didn't put it on the yeah. Though. So but I, I no, but then I, you did. I went back. And now here it isn't because that's not the one that we're watching. No, I went back on it. Although
0: Scylla would have been a repeat appearance, Claxon yeah. inductee. Well, there haven't been any tonight. <laughs> there haven't been any tonight, but there is one next week. Right. Um and you'll be you'll you'll be surprised to find out which one it isn't Keith Harris. Right. <laughs> or Les Dennis. Well it, yeah. <laughs> it's an episode of This England the Granada TV documentary series from the late 1970s about England. Right. This particular episode is about the travails of a professional snooker player in 1978. Oh, Oh, Christ. So think about that. Is it one that we know? It's a number of different snooker players. It's not just one. Oh, yeah, because they all kind of. You know. it's, it comes at a very interesting point yeah. in the, the development of snooker
1: as a mass okay. appeal sport. I'm probably going to find this really interesting.
0: Well, I'm, yeah, I'm see, uh, it is. It's actually, I mean, it's quite boring, but, <laughs> but it's. I think you'll find it quite interesting right. because you are a dweeb. Yep. Yeah. And there is a repeat appearance, klaxony, and that will be my first question next but, week yeah. is whether or not you spotted
1: who it was. Be fucking hell, Bill Werbanek. <laughs>
0: He's been in every episode. You don't, if, you don't, if
1: you don't remember our podcast on the Bill Werbinick Saturday Night Show, then uh, go back and look <laughs> for it. That, that's not a real thing. Anyway, right, we're done. Dumb. We'll be back next week with Bill Werbinick, Cliff Thorburn, Doug Mountjoy, and Shaking Stevens, and Shaking Stevens in this old house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs>
1: Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. New York, good at chugging. Uh, this is my sport. Yeah. Son of Eric and the Francine, a chugging game is mad. Game. That's right. Champion status with these bottles. Uh-huh. When it's time to chug, I'm full throttle. Huh? On everything I love, put your hands in the air and repeat after me. Chug, 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 chug,
0: chug.